0: One day out of the blue, I think that last group of foster kids that we had had maybe been gone, I don't know, three, four months. We get a call and actually I got the call and it was a gentleman. He said he's with an organization that looks to place um, children with African-American parents because actually there's a shortage Of African American parents, and there's a need for African American children, and he asked, you know, are you interested in adopting? And I said, well, we've been foster parents for a long time, and we always said, like, if we had kids in foster care that were up for adoption, yes, we would adopt. But I always took school age children, so um, I took kids five and up. I didn't take babies because I didn't. How am I going to take care of babies? And I have foster kids and i have to work and all of these things i said it was too much for me to take babies so um in adopting we would pro- we would consider you as a school-aged child if there's a child up for adoption that you're trying to place and he said no i have I- i'm looking for um um a baby she is six months old and she needs a home and i'm calling you because um I just saw your name on the list. It crossed my desk and I'm picking up the phone. I looked at your packet. I think she'd be great with you and just want to know if you're interested. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I've never cared for a baby in my life. Like, I don't, I don't know if I can. And it's like, of course you can. He said, look, let me make an appointment. He's an appointment for you. Your husband, you come down and you meet the foster family and you meet um, her. And, let's just start from there and so I was like oh my gosh I guess I guess we can and we had a meeting and the meeting was with her foster dad and this particular um, couple they only took babies so they actually had two babies that they were caring for at the time this was one of the um, babies that they were caring for and let me tell you this child just was crying the whole time <laughs> She did not seem happy um, And holding her She did come down once held She really just did not like to be unheld She liked to be held all the time So um, I will tell you that instantly In seeing her I just kind of knew I was like This is what it's supposed to be I do believe since that moment When God intervened And sent that man to that counter some way that moments like this can happen and so I felt like this was it this was kind of like the test like if you say no and I have put all of this in front of you then you you really are ungrateful so the answer was always going to be yes and especially when I saw her and touched her and held her I was like yes absolutely I said yes we will and at that particular time, um, and my husband said yes. He was like, "Yeah, like yes, of course," which was strange because we were getting ready and, and talking to them. I was like, "Okay, like in like maybe two weeks or so, we can have them switched over." You're already um a foster parent, so I think in ten days we can get her with you and then we'll go ahead and start the adoption proceedings and get everything taken care of and within a couple of months you can have this whole thing finalized. So I remember looking at my husband, we were looking at each other like, oh my God, like we are in two weeks. How do we tell people like, uh we're about to have a baby in two weeks <laughs> And um that was that was crazy. So we had to make announcements in the interim. We were still visiting, trying to visit with her um every couple of days so that, that transition would be Easier, And she just wouldn't be brought and not know who we were on that particular um, day. So that is when my my first daughter came to us. It was at six months and she was absolutely beautiful and we were able to send announcements. We actually were able to name her. And in her adoption proceedings, she um, got her name and got the middle name of my husband's mother and our last name. So in a matter of 10 short days, we were um, parents of a newborn. And in a few short months, we were actually adopted parents of the newborn, not just foster parents. So that was an an believable turn of events and at that time I felt like okay I asked for this and I honored this and this was meant to be she was my gift and she was the spirit of the spirit that I say would come back the bond that we have even to this day is so deep and I truly um, believe that's because she had been waiting She had been waiting all those years to get back. And I often tell her, like in her own adoption story, that, um, you know, it doesn't matter how you came to be in the family. Because even in the story in the Bible, Moses' mother loved him so much that she put him in a basket and sent him down that river, having faith that God would lead him to a good place. And he was. He was the adopted son of Pharaoh and raised there. So um same with you. Whatever your circumstances were, your mother had enough faith to say, I'm gonna put her in a basket and I'm gonna send her down the river and I know that God will lead her to where she belongs. And he did that because this is where you belong. I've never had the opportunity to meet her her birth mother. And I know other families that have adopted and I asked, Do you want to meet the birth mother? What if your child wants to meet the birth mother and I've always told my kids say hey, if you want to meet your birth mother, I have no problem with that. None, because I want to meet her and I want to tell her thank you. And I want to reassure her that I have treasured the gift that you gave me. And you probably weren't. You didn't know you just had faith and you sent your baby onward. But let me tell you, that faith led them to me. And I want to tell you thank you for being that selfless that you did that. So thank you for giving me this amazing gift. And that's how I felt about it. So that was my firstborn. I will tell you, she um, was with us not long at all. Maybe, gosh, two years. And we got another call. And in getting another call out of the blue, I'm telling you, we were not on a list. We were not looking. We were not anything. I got a call out of the blue. And um, we have another little girl baby she's two months old and looking for a home and you guys popped up on the list I'm like what list is this that we keep (laughs) popping up on I don't know how this is you know happening and at that time I was like I I really don't think so like this has been a lot to take care of um um, she's just still a baby I don't want to take another baby like I don't think I can manage um that and um I mean, she was, um, she was um, just about two at this point, I think, or two. So she's a toddler. But at the same time, taking on another baby is really hard to have um, kids that are just two years apart, basically. So we, um, again, ended up at an event where everybody um, together in, in adopted parents type of thing and She was there and the foster mom came and said, here, you know, I want you to hold her and um, just look at her, hold her. This, you know, we um, really want her to go to you guys. And at that particular time, I guess because we hadn't responded immediately, they had gone on to another couple. And so that particular couple was um, um, considering the adoption and were actually in the process of adopting. I said, well, I don't know. I guess I made... You know, we already said we um, weren't sure and they've already, you know, um, promised her to be with another person, another family. And so I think that I'm sure that'll go through. She's lovely. And they said, well, if it doesn't, you know, I'm not sure if it doesn't, then, you know, I really want you to so and so. And I remember I was sitting there holding her and it was that we were having a big bonfire event and I was sitting there and I was holding her. and We were like back from the fire, but you could still feel the fire's warmth. And um, she needed a diaper change. So I told her foster mom, I said, hey, she needs a diaper change. And she said, well, here, go ahead. You can change the diaper. And I was like, oh, she's like, no, I want you to change the diaper. She's going to be your baby. <laughs> so I was like, she's not going to be my baby, but I'll change her diaper. And I remember I um, went to change her diaper. And on her thigh, um, the opposite thigh of mine, where I have a birthmark, she had the exact same birthmark. And so my birthmark on my thigh is the exact same shape. And it is a um, darker mark than my actual skin pigment. And, and on her opposite side, she had the same shape, but it was a lighter mark. It was like the inverse of my birthmark. I remember changing the devil and going, oh my gosh. And when I saw the birthmark again, right? You have to have faith in God that these signs are there. You may not understand them when you see them. But when you know, you know, I felt it also. I was like, oh my gosh, he marked her. And so her being marked was that sign, like, that you're you're not taking this seriously, so I'm going to put this mark on this child so you know this is where she's supposed to be. At that point, I was like, oh, my gosh, she has the birthmark. I told my, she has the exact same birthmark. I'm looking at her, and she's just smiling away. And at that moment, I knew, I was like, she's going to be ours. She has to be, she has that mark. And so then I was feeling like, oh, my gosh, someone else might be adopting her, and What's that going to do? I said, no. And I was supposed to say, yes, I messed up again. <laughs> but, um, about a week later, we heard that that couple had said no. And the bizarre reason of why they said no was that it was actually a Caucasian couple. And she was, she's very, she's light skinned. Um, her skin is lighter. I would say lighter pigment. She's still brown, but it's, um, it's a kind of like a caramel color brown that they felt like she was just too dark that, um they they didn't want to to deal with um, a black child but because she was lighter skinned they were considering it but then they said no so I was like oh well okay then this was meant to be and he lined it right on up so again within a couple of weeks she was with us and both of my babies became sisters and um raised together so I will have to tell you that even during this time i have to applaud my husband for being amazing because he pretty much resigned himself to say we're going to take these these two babies because i know it means so much to my wife and and also to me that he felt a connection as well that this was actually meaningful and purposeful and if this was the way it was going to be he had also accepted it and i don't i don't know why i have to Really give praise and say thank you for sending me someone that is okay with that. Because, I don't know, my experience has been with other um, friends that I have that most men want to have their own children, their own bloodline, and that's very important to them. And to him, it was like we do have our own children. To both of us, we do have our own children. These are our own children. They just came to us in a different way. And so I give so much gratitude to him for um, feeling that way and still that connected to his children even though they did not share the same blood. They got the name. um, They are our babies and both adopted. So two years apart and um, raised together. Um, Absolutely amazing how both of them um, came to be. And from that point on, Um, Instead of really trying and thinking, like, I want to have my own um, biological child, I kind of stopped and I got a little scared. I actually got worried because I said, what if we do have our own biological child, too? How are these two going to feel? I don't want them ever to feel like they weren't enough. I don't want them ever to feel like we kept trying because... um, it was something we couldn't achieve and they were filling a void but then we did achieve it and they're second best so we did have a conversation around this is what our life is we're going to stop like trying and say this is it this is what it is and so we kind of both agreed that this is um, this is what our family will be and it's okay it's more than okay it was supposed to be that way And maybe we can be a voice for others that have really been wrestling with the idea of um, this is the second option for them instead of being, this is the way that you were ordained, so to speak, to serve. And so we felt as though this was what we were supposed to do. It was never an option to do it the other way. And if we just live by that, then we're good. But if we keep thinking that um, we had to settle or even, I don't think we thought that way, but if we begin to think that we settled. Our kids will feel like we settled too. And that's not what we want. So to this day, birthdays are the biggest celebrations. I'm talking bigger than Christmas. When it is any of my kids' birthdays, that is a big deal. We celebrate birthdays real big. Themed birthday parties over the top. Both had amazing six, six, sweet 16 parties and um We just really believe that birthdays are celebrated because I don't ever want them to think that because they're adopted, their birth was somehow insignificant. No, as a matter of fact, you're adopted, you're chosen, and we're going to celebrate your birthday because that's the day that you were born and you were brought into the world and became a part of our world. And it's important. It's the most important day. Right. So we really celebrate birthdays way big. Um, I think many times people and couples and women kind of go and fall into this state of depression around not being able to bear children for whatever reason and forget that um, it's not just the bearing of the child, it's how you take care of children. That to me really matters in the eyes of God and I really think that we were given the same gift just in a different way. And how we looked upon that has been me saying, I think I did make the right decision. Um, And I know some others don't agree with me, but I don't think that I would have adopted two children had I not made that decision when I was 15 years old to get that abortion. And not made the promises and commitments at that particular time that I wanted to play it forward or make up for it in some type of way. So I am forever grateful. I am forever grateful for being put in that challenging situation. Although I couldn't see it at the time, but I could see it now. It served me. And it brought about this particular chapter in my life and these two amazing children into the world and our worlds. So I'm always and forever thankful for that. Thank you for listening to Blood Ain't Always Thicker. Please hit subscribe and share our podcast with others that may need to hear this message.